Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard very carefully because, you know, who knows what they'll get up to if we don't. Just It's like having a kid. It's just, oh, God, what are you doing now? Stop burning down giant trees. What did I tell you? Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. With me this week are two fantastic co-hosts. First up, she's killing imaginary monsters with strangers that she meets that are friendly. Uh, Ann Stickney. What's up, Ann? You know, when you said hello, I heard Yanni. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Most people tell me I'm saying Laurel. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, not much. This week was. I actually. I. I boosted my DK. Right. Remember, I was talking about that last week, where I was kind yes, of annoyed. I do, I do remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, over the course of the week, I have finished the class hall campaign and gotten the mount, and it was super fun. It was unsettling. Don't get me wrong, but it was super fun in an unsettling kind of way. <laughs> Honestly, that's still. I think the, the the two quests you're talking, the the quest lines you're talking about, the combination of them, are some of the best stuff Legion did. Like it's really well executed. Yeah, the I'm death knight. Gonna... Literally, you guys, or not literally. <sighs> Why did I do that? I'm now going to beat myself up about that for the rest of the afternoon. Um, you guys, if you have not used your 110 boost and you do not play a death knight and you've never played a death knight, use your boost on a death knight and go do their stuff. Make sure that when you boost, you boost as unholy because you want to go get the frost artifact and do that quest. Um, <laughs> and then do everything else. Just do everything. I did it in a week. It didn't take me long at all. I have a cool flying bone dragon that was amazing to get. The storyline was just, it had me sitting there going, oh, what have we done? And yeah, it's something you should totally play through. So if you're waffling or you're thinking, eh, I don't know what to use this 110 boost on. I don't know what I want. Death Knight, do it. Make sure that you level your Death Knight to level 60 and give them professions before you boost because then it'll auto boost your professions and that's always nice. And that's that. Sorry. No, that's fine. I, it's, I agree with you about the Death Knights. It, it's a good choice. Um, I didn't do it because I already had a Death Knight at 110, but... Yeah, it's it's a probably the best story. I gotta say, once you've done that one, some of the other class ones are like, oh god. Like I'm I'm leveling, I've leveled my hunter, and I'm working on it's a, it's like my hunter's campaign. It's just not as much fun. The hunter campaign was okay, but it was nowhere near as entertaining as the other ones that I did. Um, the rogue one was interesting. I kind of enjoyed it, except that I feel like some characters had fates that they did not deserve, and I'm very annoyed about that still um the druid campaign i actually kind of liked um i know some people were kind of like they didn't really care for it but i thought it kind of encapsulated the whole druid nature stuff that's going on in the emerald dream all that stuff i i thought it it captured all of that nicely the only thing that i will say about both the death knight chain and the druid chain is that you have to do way too many dungeons for that class hall <laughs> Like, way too many dungeons just to get the class all chain done. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it does feel that way. We should probably introduce him at this point just so he gets to say things. Yes. Uh, he's also with us. He's Mitch. Mitch, what's up? Oh, hey. I've been here. Um, I actually, because Anne was posting about her death night, I checked in on mine because I had totally forgotten where I actually left off on that mount chain. And I was at the part, I think, where you had to do a legion invasion. And... I either just was getting unlucky with my timing logging on or kind of forgot about it, but I ended up doing that. And now I'm on the, I just talked to um, Lich King on top of Acherus. So I haven't really uh, dived. That's the best part. 
into he's, it. You go to the frost dude and he's like, hey, I set up some runes on top of the place here and it'll allow Lich King to talk to you more directly. It'll be cool. Yay. That's great. Really. And, that's and you're just like, a wonderful <laughs> idea. Wow. Thanks, Mr. Bone Dude. I'm so glad I invited you along on this magical journey. And then you go upstairs and the Lich King just kind of apparates in. But he's sitting on the throne, right? He's yeah. sitting on the throne and he says... I posted a screenshot of it on my Twitter because it just made me laugh. Um, he was like, the helm of domination shows me many things. And I'm like, so it's like a big VR uh, helmet? Is that yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I did the part after that, actually, where you have to go to Ice Crown. I, what, I can't remember what comes next, but I don't think I did it. Thing we don't got to talk about because it did people. Yeah, yeah that but gets I, into I spoilers. Also, I don't think I had this last week during the show. I can't remember. I got my warlock class mount chain done too, which is no, you didn't mention that. Yeah, I, it's it's really cool because my warlock is you know it was my first character ever. First one I hit sixty. I played him actually through most of vanilla, and the the class mount quest is actually pretty similar. Like you know, like the pally one. There's throwbacks to the original. Um, so yeah, that was that was really cool. It, it wasn't like super wild story or anything but it was still fun to finish i haven't like i haven't done that many i've done like the hunter and the death knight and the warrior one of them the death knight is obviously the best one story-wise but i've got a soft spot in my heart for the warrior one because it's the one where i realized that i am essentially odin's pokemon and yeah odin is just using me in fights to see what happens and finds it amusing and at the very end of it he pits me against a TV. He drops the mount like right in front of me. It goes all surly, and I punch it in the face, and now it's my mount. And I'm just like that's the best little moment of any of them. None of them. The the Death Knight one is it's grander. It's more epic. It's got a ton of cool story stuff, but it doesn't have a moment where you just punch the thing out and then get on its back. It's it's if anything, it it kind of calls back to uh, the the Wrath of the Lich King cinematic. I feel like that's it's trying to evoke the. The point where Arthas sticks his sword in, in the ice. Oh yeah, I yeah. You, it felt like that's what it was calling. Yeah, that was kind of unnerving. Like the whole chain was just unnerving. And... The whole Death Knight one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the class hall chain, and then the mount chain after that. Like both of them were equally as. As I was doing the quests, I was just taken with the sense of none of this Am is I good. Am I doing the right none thing? None of this is good. All of this is going to come back to bite us at some point. Every yeah, single and, last thing I'm doing here is going to come back to bite us at some point. I can't I really... see how this. I can't see how this can possibly go wrong. You say as you invade a bastion of heroic light. Yeah, no, this I, seems fine. I uh, I appreciated the part at the beginning of the chain too, where was it? Mograine was like he's looking to you know enhance his army or the citadel or whatever, and he's like. For whose purposes, you know, like if it's for his purposes or ours, I can't say. Like, basically, even even Mograine's like, I don't know if the Lich King's working for the Death Knights or just for the Lich King himself. But uh, we're going to go do this thing for him. Yeah, it's it gets significantly worse than that, even though it's... it's oh, a... I, I, I remember when it was first data mined, even, I think. Go away. Um, that it, uh, like, it caused a lot of trouble. Because there was that one achievement that was like a feat of strength yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and they cut that achievement out but i mean that section is still in the game so I, I know it's it's pretty bad stuff and i love it yeah we should probably do some talking about the top stories at this point though because we got a lot actually a fair amount of them but there was a new beta build yesterday so a ton of stuff got dropped on the uh interwebs and yes. we can talk about some of that 
But uh, we should probably talk about some Overwatch stuff first, because for once, we're going to talk about the thing that I always forget to talk about first, um, which is <laughs> Overwatch League is starting again soon. Uh, what, tonight, what's, what's stage four starts tonight. And if you're listening to the live show, that means tonight, as in Wednesday. If you're listening to the show on Friday, hey, it started two days ago. I hope you caught it, because hopefully, fingers crossed, the Dragons are going to win tonight. They're playing the Dallas Fuel. Is that tonight? I think that's tonight. Yeah, that's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. It's it's one of the later matches. It's it's the last match of the night. It's the last match of the night. Um, I believe it is at nine central or nine Pacific, ten Pacific. That I'm. Whoa, is it really? That's no, it's not ten Pacific. It's like eight Pacific. Excuse me. It's like seven or eight Pacific because it's like it's like eight or nine my time. I don't know. Uh, Regardless, I'm going to be. I'm going to be watching it because, uh, hello, it's the dragons, and I want to see them win. <laughs> yeah, come on, babies, we're here. Let's do it. <laughs> isn't one of Dallas's players either out effect. for good or out for tonight? Yeah, yeah effect, effect announced that he's not going to be coming back for stage four, um, which essentially means that he's pretty much out for the rest of season one. Um, I guess he was just he was having some issues. He's not feeling right, and he wanted to like take care of himself. And the fuel said, "We're gonna, you know, let him take care of himself and come back when he feels like he's up to coming back." But <sighs> Overwatch League is stressful. I think that's one of the things that we can take away from season one is that these players are under tremendous amounts of stress all the time. <laughs> yeah, people often forget that this is not a game anymore. It's not. At it's this their level job. this is their job. Yeah. This is their, their job. job. It's it's like, you know, other professional athletics except these people are very young. Like some of them I know or I'm pretty sure it's like Oh yeah, they really want to recruit this person, but they legally are too young to play, so they're waiting like another year or something. Like crazy stuff like that, where some of the best players are legally too young to play, but like you know, as soon as they are legally old enough to play, I think, they're. I think prop- flower. I think flower just turned eighteen. I think so. He can actually like play in league matches now. I'm not sure. Um, season two though. Uh, season two. They're already kind of planning for season two, and they're they're looking to add more teams for season two. Yeah, which... I was actually going to mention that we had that article that said it was between four to six teams, at between thirty to sixty million dollars a piece. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, they're looking to expand. Uh, apparently, it's been successful enough that they they're looking to get even bigger and do more. So they're, yeah, they're looking to do more, and they're also asking for more money because initially. You know, when people were first being asked to buy into Overwatch League, it was kind of this unproven thing and nobody knew how it would do. And it was then, it was a pretty sizable gamble for Blizzard. Right. And since then, it has paid off in spades to the point where more people are kind of interested in purchasing teams and, and getting things started. So it, I mean, I hope that they get more European teams in there. I think it would be nice, but... I mean, they're talking about like more North America and abroad. They want they want to expand everywhere. Um, whether or not we'll see any of these teams before s- season two, I mean, I'm assuming we'll at least see a couple. But yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like in season two. I think that season one has been very entertaining. I've been very pleased with it. I think it's fun to watch. I don't watch it obsessively, but when the dragons are playing, I'll usually like tune in and watch because I like to watch them play. And also, if I'm doing other stuff, like I'm farming or something like that, and League happens to be on, I'll put on League. Or if I'm cooking in the kitchen and League happens to be on, I'll put on League 
just to give me something to listen to while I'm doing my other stuff, you know? Um, yeah. It's fun, and I think it's paid off for Blizzard, and, and I think that they're, you know, they're looking to expand it and actually, you know, make it into a bigger thing. I think it's entirely possible for them to pull this off, just based on the performance that it's had, so that's pretty cool. Blizzard could yeah. probably use more money, so yeah. I hope it works. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Overwatch, since we're talking about that, they've added a free-to-all deathmatch mode for the, the anniversary this year, the yeah, 2018 anniversary. Yeah, they're doing their 2018 anniversary, um, and for the second anniversary that they're doing, uh, they're pretty much, they aren't adding like a new event so much as they are adding all of the events all at once. So every previous event that they've had from like Lucio Ball to Junkenstein to even like Uprising Retribution, that kind of thing, they're all going to be going on during the anniversary. They're just going to cycle through each event every day. So when you log on, you'll have a different one to play. Um, and for stuff like Retribution and Uprising, it'll be... You can play with the assigned heroes, or you can play with all heroes mode, either one, um, which I thought was pretty cool. They are also making it so that if you missed any of the loot from any of these previous events, you will be able to unlock it during the course of the anniversary, which is pretty cool because, you know, if you missed like that one super cool skin that you really wanted, but you didn't get it like before the event was over with, you can go get it right now. Um, well, not right now because it starts starting on, May twenty second. The twenty second, twenty first, twenty second. It's next week. Um, the other cool thing is you, they're they're doing an anniversary loot box, and with the anniversary loot box, you're going to get a guaranteed anniversary item specifically from the anniversary because they're they're coming out with like eight new legendary skins, I think. They they actually revealed one earlier today, the mm-hmm. uh, Venom Soldier seventy six. It looks like they're doing that thing that they did. Can't Where remember what the reveal, last event was. Yeah, like they reveal once a day kind of thing. Once or twice a yeah. day, they'll come out with a new one and say, "Hey, here's what's coming next week," and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing that they're doing in conjunction with this, because they're not coming out with a new event, they're coming out with a new mode, and the new mode it's a free for all deathmatch mode, which Overwatch has never had before. Um, okay, all... what what is the difference between free for all deathmatch and the like free for all arena things that they've had? Because I know they've had like eight player free for all, where it's like first to twenty five kills or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the rules exactly because they haven't okay. really specified the rules. I'm I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a situation where it's like. I don't know, like Fortnite or pub games or whatever, where it's like last one standing or how they're how they're going to work it or if it's going to be something more like, I don't know, a doom situation where you just you kill as many people as you can possibly kill and that kind of thing. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work it. Um, it. It is also it's when we say competitive, there are like it's going to be like competitive Lucio Ball and the other ones where there are uh, rankings and competitive points, correct? Correct. They are. Well, it's not just the mode that they're coming out with. They're actually doing a mini season. Um, that's going to be a free-for-all competitive deathmatch season. I, I'm i going to assume that this just runs during the course of the anniversary event, but they didn't specify any dates exactly. Um, Kaplan talked about it a little bit in a developer update thing that he did. Uh, but people are going to be able to compete and, and you know gain rankings and stuff during this whole deathmatch season thing. And then when it's over with, presumably it goes away. I don't know. Maybe you can make deathmatch custom games. I don't know. I'm assuming so because they're also coming out with a new map that is specifically for deathmatch. <laughs> it's called Petra. That's about all we know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, where, where is it? 
Don't know. know. It's called Petra. Oh, we just know the name. Okay. It's, it's not called like... Petra. <laughs> I wonder if it's the actual like place. And there's, there's the, you know, you guys have seen them. The uh, monasteries carved into the rock at Petra. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be in that area. It I might mean, be. That's... Um, I don't. I probably have seen those. I don't know. Zatokto in the chat so. channel says that Petra is a city in Jordan. That might also be a possibility. Okay. Um, good it's the same place. Not, I'm Petra not great is, at geography. Petra in Jordan is the place I was talking oh, about. Oh, okay. They, All right. They, they're so, famous for having the monasteries carved into the rock. Okay. Well, that yeah. might be it. I don't know. Um, Kaplan didn't go into any specifics on that. He did say that the map includes, like, there's a bunch of different areas. There are areas that are more suited for, like, long-range snipers where they can really get a beat on enemies and that kind of thing and then there are places that are way more suited for close quarters combat there's a spot in the middle with like a mega heal pack type thing and um i think it like what is that like boost healing or just heal you i think it just heals you but i'm not sure I don't know, but he said that like the longer the game goes on, the more dangerous it gets to get it, that kind of thing. He didn't really go into super, super specifics with this map, um, but we don't really have long to wait for it, because like I said, it comes out next week, so hey, um, there you go. Speaking of which, though, uh, it comes out the 22nd. 21st is the last day to get that Pink Mercy skin. Yeah. Um, so if I, I still haven't gotten it, I think the shirts, I mean, the shirts are going to be for sale, I'm sure, for longer than that. But I don't know if the proceeds, like, if they're still doing the $15 thing exactly. Right. Um, but in general, uh, by the 21st, which is, what, next Monday, you're going to want that? Yeah. If I mean, if you want that, that's when you're going to want to get it. Okay, I wanted to do a little switch up here because there was a ton of Heroes of Storm news that we didn't get to cover between last week and this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nexomania, which is the first thing we should probably talk about, that's the uh, event that's coming up, I believe. The uh, yes. what, what exactly is it? It's like I saw the Diablo and Garage skins, but that's all I've seen. I saw basically what happened was I watched a Spanish language trailer for it. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's the actual trailer they released. And so I have no idea what's actually going on aside from, uh, I think I saw Diablo, Garage, Lunara, and Sonya. And ETC ETC and Karazim are the other ones that are getting skins. Uh, They didn't have their own posters like the other two did. Um, But yeah, it's the thing that they're doing with this, I think that feels the most event-like or is that at least the newest type of thing, is they're actually having players vote on, or like pick sides. It's like Team Lunara, I can't remember if it's Lunara versus Sonya. It's, it's Lunara, Lunara versus Sonya. Okay, yeah. And there's Lunara a quest, versus Sonya. There's, there's a series of quests that you can do to unlock items, and you can choose one quest or the other. And choosing one locks you out of the other. So if you decide to go do all of the Lunara stuff, you get all that Lunara stuff over the course of, you know, doing all the quests and completing the event and stuff, but you can't go back and do Sonya. Until next year, which yeah. uh, I guess confirms that they're doing this again next year. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because they've never really done something like that where like players pick a side and get rewards based on that. The full list of rewards is on the website and um, they're also allowing you to get old Suns Out Guns Out loot. Like it, it sounds like this is their summer event essentially this year. Um, so, you know, if you wanted uh, Mankini, Tychus, then uh, you still got a chance. But, yeah, it, <laughs> they have, like, a, a pinata mount, a, a shark mount is what it looked like. They have a chihuahua mount in multiple color variants. He's got all a little of, luchador mask. He's real cute. Yeah, he's horrible. Um, all of the heroes have, like, a, 
I guess the closest comparison in the the one Overwatch short with Soldier seventy six, where like the bad guys have the like face paint that kind of glows like skulls. Yeah. Um, it's like that, and they in the trailer they actually did something where like they all they turned off the lights essentially, and all of the heroes with that skin variant, which is all of them, they all have one of those variants. They glowed in the dark essentially, which was super cool. It's like neon um, paint. Yeah, it, it it is really it's neon paint and it, it's just I mean it's another Heroes of the Storm event. It's it, it's pretty cool. I, I'm like I know Alex is super into wrestling. So it's not necessarily my particular cup of tea, um, but I'm still excited for it because it's new stuff. We should also talk about the reworks to both Diablo and Lunara that were announced. Um, yeah, I, were were those announced after last week's show? Did we not talk about those last week? We did not those, talk about them last okay. week. Okay. Um, those were those are on the PTR now. So those were announced last week, but they are officially on the PTR with the Nexomania event and all that stuff. Um, Diablo's ner- or not nerf rework, which I'm pretty sure is a buff, is uh, it's pretty extensive. Like Lunara has a couple things done to her to help out, but Diablo's and uh, I can't remember. I might be forgetting some of them off the top of my head, but he's getting reworks to his um, his flame stomp, where the fire stomp. Yeah. yeah, it's it's conal, but each uh, fire thing can hit a hero once. So like, where I think he does what five or six of those. Um, he's gonna do five or six of those in a cone now. They will do triple damage on the way back. And you know, if before like if a hero was right in front of you and you used flame stomp, I'm pretty sure only one of the flame orbs could actually hit that hero. So it was like, well, you know, what benefit is there to having it? timing it so they all come back at the right time or using it right in front of the hero there wasn't now there's going to be though because you can have multiple multiple orbs hit the same hero one orb can't hit a hero twice so i'm pretty sure that's for the sake of trying to time it so you hit a hero on the return trip where it does more damage um but it's also they've changed some of his talents up where he has a lot of kind of ability interactions where like um, charge stunning will I, I don't know if it's exactly charge stunning but like he has his charge stun and his overpower and like one or both of those has a way to reset the cooldown of fire stomp so in the video he's fighting against three different heroes he charges in or like uses a fire stomp charges in overpowers uses another fire stomp then overpowers another hero uses another fire he uses an insane amount of fire stomps like five or six in the course of five seconds um and and their goal you know obviously was to kind of make fire stomp in particular uh something that you there's a little more skill involved in terms of you know where you aim it and how you time it but also it it synergizes really well with his other abilities they've also updated it so he he can get soul stones um not just by killing things. I can't. I think some of this might be baseline. Some of it's talent based, but it's, essentially it makes him a, a better team fighter because yeah, there's a level four talent called Souls to the Flame where Fire Stomp it grants one soul every three times it damages an enemy hero. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, um, and then the other thing that you were talking about there there was like 
other talents and one of them I think was called Eternal Flames and that's the one that allows Shadow Charge and Overpower Stun. It just resets Fire Stomp. So if you use Shadow Charge or you use Overpower, you stun an enemy, it just resets your Fire Stomp, which is how he was able to fire all those things off at once. It's pretty cool. Like in action, it looks pretty cool and it looks like Oh, it, it looks it looks wonderful yeah uh i i love diablo before it's been a little while since i've played him but i really did enjoy him um these the reworks look just spectacular um and i i'm really excited to see he can also kind of like hanzo and i believe Junkrat, or maybe maybe it's lucio um he can see the where the actual walls are because before because his charge required like if he hits a hero into a wall it stuns that hero and some of those stuns are, you know, important, one, for stunning a hero, but two, for, you know, talents and procs and all that stuff. Um, he can see those walls now, though, like uh, Lucio and I think I think it's Lucio and Hanzo. So you can actually make sure you're aimed at a wall rather than, like, right on the corner of something or you're, like, just a little short of it. Um, and, and that's something that hero, Hero's players requested for him as soon as they were those kind of wall uh, visuals were entered into the game. And that's just that's more of a quality of life thing than anything, uh, especially compared to the other changes. And speaking of walls, the Lunara changes. Um, A lot of Lunara's changes were specifically for her Wisp. Um, Her Wisp is now it's a new talent called Sentinel Wisp. And basically, if it sits in a bush for five seconds, its vision radius is increased by 200 percent and it reveals the surrounding area. Um, If I remember correctly, you can also see stealth people within that. Uh, I, I want to say that you could see stealth players within yeah, that. You can see, I know you can see over walls. I don't know if you can see stealth players or not. I was pretty sure it said stealth players in the video. It, it might have. Anyway. Um, like um, I said, her rework wasn't quite as extensive. Yeah, but... the rest of her rework was just, it was like kind of an improvement of the synergy between her different abilities. Um, nothing near as major or drastic as what Diablo was getting. Diablo's yeah, stuff looks she, pretty cool. She does have a couple talents. Um and a lot of it was designed to, I think, improve her nature's toxin, the the passive where, like, every time she hits an enemy, it puts, you know, a single stack on up to three times. Um, and that, there's a couple different talents. One, I believe it increases the damage as soon as she has, so either three stacks on one hero or full stacks on a second hero. Sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head all these changes. But the the general idea is that, if you have max stacks of poison on a hero or multiple heroes, there are talents that are you know going to either heal her based on those stacks, or one of them increases the damage by forty percent, which is a huge increase. And it it kind of makes it so similar, I guess, to Diablo and you know some of the other heroes. There's a bit of a skill curve, and in this case, you know if if you're able to balance your poisons well, like you can multi dot multiple you know multi-dot all the different heroes on the enemy team and keep the dots stacked at three stacks uh you're going to be healing yourself because they moved up to i think level four her uh the talent that heals her and you're going to be dealing more damage and again it's a little more synergy between abilities um the the healing one especially i think it's 11 health per second based like per stack but when you um when you get no it's if you have a poison it's 11 health per second if you get three stacks it's an additional 22, and I think that's per hero. So again, if you are if you have full dots running on all of the heroes on the other team, you're going to be dealing massive damage and healing yourself. So it's, again, like Diablo, you get a little more uh, teamfight utility. 
it's it's a good rework. Uh, I'm interested to see if it ends up being too strong or if it's you know just right. Slowpoke is a gamer asked in the chat channel. So how does this event fit into their overall narrative that they wanted to run? I don't know. I'm actually asking that question myself. I think it's not really like the Nexomania thing. It isn't a proper event event because I don't think that they're doing like there's no new maps or anything being released for it or anything. There's not like a special thing that you have to do. It's just quests and stuff, right? Yes, I think. Uh, and that's sort of I was a little confused about that, too, to be honest. Um, they're sort of doing this like double it's like dipping a, it's like a side thing i don't think it's really like an event event thing yeah it's here's just, the storm here's some with, new skins with... we've made them themed for this thing and it's pretty cool yeah in terms of the the whole hey we're delving into lore now it almost feels like they have like parallel narratives where one is the lore and one is just the game and it's a little confusing because they don't actually specify like i think if they release a comic or something uh you know like the raven comic it it's supposed to be obvious that that's continuing the story that started with the first one. But yeah, in outside of the Raven comic, like that storyline, if they do other storylines in the future, I'm kind of interested to see how they make it clear that this is like the actual lore storyline they're moving forward with. I know they said this one would play out over I'm the just, course of the year. Yeah, but. yeah, and I'm just wondering if like the narrative thing that they're doing, if it's all going to be outside material and the game is kind of its own animal, its own very weird, weird animal. (laughs) The the lore, I mean, they tied it in with the whole Dark Nexus event, so... Yeah, they did. I don't know. Yeah, it's... And this is one of the things that's kind of confusing with them going lore-focused to begin with. But, who knows? Maybe, maybe the, uh... Maybe this event, the Nexomania thing, is something that they've had in development since, like, last year's summer event. Like, it was in development before they decided, oh, we're going to do a narrative push. So they're putting it out there because it was in development, and it's done. It's stuff. It may not be yeah. into that narrative thing, but it's there. I don't know. I mean, they are planning content pretty far in advance, so. You know what, though? But, what? I think we should talk about World of Warcraft, shouldn't we, Rossi? <laughs> No, we should never talk about World of Warcraft because nothing happens. Anyway, that's the end of the show. <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. I'm, there's a ton to talk about. So oh, much. God. Uh, just off the top of my head, we got a new druid form. We got a new hunter pet family. Um, so all sorts many. of dungeons. No. Pet families. families. Yeah. Families. Um, there are you should multiple. Talk about this because, quite frankly, I'm not. I'm a little too close to it because I got a series of gibberish texts from my wife who was out shopping last night when the news dropped stuff like unicorn in just like a bunch of letters and numbers <laughs> so okay. go ahead and talk about it okay so um jeff uh, feasel feasel decided to hop on jeff feasel, jeff, feasel. Jeff feasel. he decided to hop on and it's jeremy isn't it it is jeremy I thank know. you jeff i was in kaplan mode Speaking i'm sorry of, yeah, I know. I know. Jeremy, I'm, if you're listening, I apologize profusely. A, a combination of the two entertains me, though. Just Muffinus. Muffinus on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, uh, on Friday, <laughs> he had a series of tweets where he was talking about... Uh, he was basically dropping hints at po- potential Horse 2 tames. The Horse 2 model is the unicorn model, or as some people call it, the monohorn. It's a unicorn, guys. It's just a unicorn, okay? It's a magical... Got it. if anybody... Magical horse with horn. It's a unicorn. You're wrong. 
so one of the things that always bothered me when I was playing my hunter, because you know we leveled we leveled through stuff on the leveling stream, and I had Hattie. Uh, I could summon one of these beautiful, beautiful dream runners when I used Dire Beast in Valshara, but I couldn't actually tame one of them. So it was like, well, they're good enough for Dire Beast, but they're not good enough to follow me around. And then I got the mount, and I was like, okay, so he's good enough to let me ride around on, but I can't tame him and use him to murder my enemies. Well, this apparently... is one of the things I love about hunters, that hunters <laughs> always want to match their mount with whatever they're killing you with. Absolutely! It's all aesthetics. And also, like, what would be the most fun to kill something with? And in this case, a unicorn. A unicorn would be great. Um, it turns out that they are in battle for Azeroth. They are adding several different new pet families, and one of them includes horses. So you will be able to tame the unicorns and use the unicorns to smite your enemies. I'm really excited about this. I'm also really excited about the other pet families. There are uh, the pterodacts, which are like the pterodactyls, uh, trilobites. The trilobites are new in battle for Azeroth. They're really weird looking. They're just as weird as they sound. Are those the, like crawlusk yes, things? Yes. If you okay. if, yeah. if you have ever seen. Um, pictures of trilobites or fossils of trilobites just imagine one of those only really big and you've got what or the model the looks like it's like it's not i gotta be I, you know i'm the, the paleontology nerd yes. in the group the trilobite in wow does not actually look much like a real trilobite but that's fine it's okay it's it's, it's, a, it's, big, it's, it's much, armored it has lots of little legs it's gross i love it it's as, it's as much like an actual trilobite as wow dinosaurs are like actual dinosaurs so yeah. It it looks cool and more importantly, it's a trilobite, man. Okay. So it's... the other two the other two on the list here, lizards, cool. Toads. That's right. You can go <laughs> tame a giant frog and use it to murder people with. I am so happy about this. I went to test this on the beta last night. I okay. I had to make a hunter on the beta, which I did, and then I realized that in Stormwind there was no portal to New Dalaran, and there was no portal to Pandaria. So I had to figure out how to get to Pandaria, because of course I wanted a gulp frog. I mean, are you kidding me? That's the first thing I thought of was... You have what to were go those up and start the quest? What were those stupid frogs that we killed over and over and over and over again on the Timeless Isle? Those ones that could kill you instantly. I want one of those. Um... So it, I had to fly to the dark portal, go through the dark portal, do the introductory experience to Warlords of Draenor, fly north, go to the island, sit in the chair, click on the campfire, and then it teleported me to the Timeless Isle. I, That's how I, I got would. There. I would <laughs> like to point out anybody on the beta who is thinking of doing similar. <laughs> you can get a mage to port you. Yeah, you can, and I didn't even think about that because I just really wanted that gold frog. I was <laughs> she, like, she was single-minded, you know, single-minded obsession focus. here. Here's so, a question: Why can't why can't you just? Like, do they, like, max out the, the quest so you can't do the starting quest you to just go to Pandaria? Yeah, you can't do the starting quest for Pandaria. Oh, that's annoying. Or oh, for Legion. Yeah. I can't oh. figure out how to get to Legion content. Maybe I have to do the, the, the whole intro battle for Azeroth scenario, and then it'll open up that other stuff. Uh, but initially, nope. you can't get there. So I was like, I, I didn't I didn't know how to... No, you, you still can't really get to those zones. Yeah. Um, that was the other thing I, I forgot to mention at the start of the show. I've been leveling my priest on the beta and I'm very close to uh, 119 and yeah you, you still can't do it so oh well there you go anyway 
Uh, so the thing with the frogs, I got to the Timeless Isle, tamed a gulp frog, could not find it because right now it's listed as a wolf <laughs> and it has wolf attack, what? like it growls and it does the bite. It like just does the standard <laughs> wolf attacks. So they are not fully implemented on the beta as oh, of yet, but can you awesome. tame them? Yes, you can. And I, it's fantastic. I'm just... I'm waiting to see how many hunters have a unicorn named Charlie or a toad named Hypno. Just there's going to be a lot of Hypnos. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a ton of Hypnos. Um, I, I just mean, there's named... a Hypno cloak in the game. So. Yeah, I just named mine Frog for expediency's sake, <laughs> frog so one. that people understood that this is a frog. It is my pet, my pet the frog. Oh, oh God, Kermits! There's going to be a ton of Kermits. Well, hey, dear. Kermits. Some of the, in fact, you can now make the entirety of the Muppet Show with Hunter Pets. <gasps> okay, I have a new task. <laughs> well, that that kind of tangent reminds me. Uh, there, there's a place that has like the Winnie the Pooh cast. Um, yeah. In in Battle for Azeroth, and on top of that, we're getting the Land Before Time dinosaurs. So we're just getting everything up in here. That's, yep. a, that's a good segue, actually, into um, the dinosaur mount. Yeah. Five. The uh, I forget what the model is called. Brutosaurus, I believe. Brutosaurus. It's, it's a Brutosaurus. It's essentially, it's, it's a, basically a, a sauropod style big, big dinosaur. It looks it's kind a of like a big giant brontosaurus. It's not a brontosaurus, but it looks like a big giant brontosaurus. It's the one that's been in all of the promo material. If you have seen these, if you have not seen these on the beta, if you're not in the beta, they are huge. Like, I don't think I can stress how big these dinosaurs are when you encounter them in the water. You're the size of its toenail if you're a yeah, blood elf. To, to be clear, the the mount is not that big. No, and it's not. There are, there are several versions like walking through the city. There are different sizes of these things. But there's caravan especially... versions. Yeah, there's, uh, there, I think it's, I know for sure in Nazmir, um, that was the first time I encountered one. Uh, they are giant. They are the, you know, you're the size of their toenail. There was something at BlizzCon that like showed the the size proportions of those versus some other dinosaur versus people. The and I looked sore. at that. The devil yeah. sore from from yeah. Angoro, which yeah. back in the day was when enormous. You, yeah. When but... you found when you encountered that devil sore, you were terrified because that thing was like three times your size. Okay, blow that up to so much bigger, and you've got what one of these are. Anyway, so yeah, the mount. The mount's about the size of, like, if you've seen the, the mammoth or yak mounts, if you put the yak mount kind of on the back of the mammoth mount, you're approximating the size. It's It's got a really long neck. It's it's a very, it's a large mount. It's not the, the size of the, the you know, it's, mob. But it's, it's a it's mount big. that will show off not only that you bought it, but, you know. And can we talk about the price tag? How because much on it? The price tag for this mount is five million gold. Five Hope you saved up. million gold. Yes, you heard that right. And why? Why would you ask? You ask would would amount be five million gold? Because it has a mobile auction house on it. They got yeah. rid of our mobile auction house on our phones, but they put it in the <laughs> game in the form of a dinosaur. Gonna, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> right in time to get rid of the mobile auction house, they give you a five bit million gold mobile auction house. Yeah, but it's yeah, an in-game is... mobile auction house as opposed to one outside the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if at some point they will be releasing an app where you dial into your dinosaur. I don't think that's likely, but nevertheless, yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's a beautiful mount and you know congratulations to everybody who raises five million gold to buy it this will never be me so don't be all oh you're gonna get the dinosaur mount i'm not because it's five million gold and that's never going to be an amount of gold i have i simply don't have the interest in gold acquisition to get it which is fine uh i i've heard people complaining that it costs so much but it's like if you don't complain that there's mounts just from heroic from mythic raiding or mounts just from pvp or mounts just from you know x or y then you can't really complain that there's a mount from like uh, ridiculous gold acquisition because people were actually and you know i know this happens a lot but people were saying they were going to cancel their sub over this which that's not something i expected from a high price like i expect that from other controversial decisions even if it's a hollow threat, but I was a little surprised to hear it about the mount. Um, yeah, it's an optional mount. You got it. Well, I mean, and I remember when they came out with the Grand Expedition Yak and everybody was flipping out about that thing because it was yeah. like, what, 130,000 gold? And everybody was like, how are you ever going to make that much gold in your lifetime? I'm kicking around with about a million and a half gold right now. That's it. That That's what I, and I when I say that's it, I laugh because I remember what it was like saving up for a freaking level 40 mount in vanilla. <laughs> 9,000 gold, man. No, no, no. it was, it was no, 1,000. The level, the level 40 mount, the level 40 oh, mount was 100. Oh, the level 40 mount was 100. 60 mount was... And it was, 100 was impossible. It felt impossible was... back then. And now there, it's like, a... go do three world quests and you're done. <laughs> the, the 100 gold thing, I mean, that was the days when people, they, they were seriously like, guides to playing world of warcraft that would yeah. advise you to literally just collect everything that dropped when you yeah. kill something you it should was loot like, everything here are the mobs that you need to go grind because they drop the gray items that vendor for the most amount of money yeah because people I, were trying to get their first mount i will so, say yeah. in terms in terms of the mount um like you were saying there are mounts for uh, mythic raiders and stuff like that this is a mount for people whose game is playing the auction house and selling gold. It's it's not, in my view, it's not a mount that someone with like 100,000 gold is going to go, oh man, I have to farm up and save for this mount. This is a mount for those people who spend all of their spare time just farming up gold. And they have it. They're at the gold cap. They're willing to spend several million gold on the black market auction house. This, this is, is for them. This is basically a gigantic gold sink. Yeah, Here's and I I would be happier though if it were transmog armor repair and the auction house. Like I I don't think it would be too much to ask to add like one of everything. Just I, I don't know. Here's what I am hoping because this is the only thing that kind of makes me go, "Oh, it's a really cool model." I would like a mount yes. that looks like that. I don't even need the auction house on it. I'd just like a mount that looks like that. I straight up expect one. Yeah, and they they because have a lot they of always, color variants too. They always already. eventually bring out like when you if you don't if you don't buy the Grand Expedition Yak, there are plenty of other smaller yaks you can get. I expect this mount without the big house on the back will eventually be available. Um, as a PvP mount or something, it's it's gonna oh be God, there. A gladiator's Brutosaur. Yeah. How cool would that be? That'd the be, armor would be interesting. Okay, I guess, but I I, I would definitely like a non-auction house version because i would like to ride one around i just i don't need the auction house component i'm okay i'm okay with not having a mobile one of those oh yeah i no, lived I... without a grand expedition yak for i don't know how long um, i didn't live without it for even a month once they announced it was I... going to be a transmog mount. <laughs> yeah see i picked oh, yeah, it up exactly i picked it up this expansion 
I didn't have it for the longest time, and I pick—I actually picked up the Grand Expedition Yak this expansion. And then once I did, I was like, how did I ever live without having this transmog dude right with me the whole yeah. time? <laughs> I didn't I didn't have one. No, actually, I did have one. I got one when it was a Reforge mount because uh, I remember back, we were even still gilded together. We did we, we were we raiding did some raids. Yeah. Yeah. We did some raids at the beginning of Mist, and I remember always having to break that thing out for people because, you know, reforging reforge such, between fights yeah. and stuff. But yeah. I, so I got it for that because I was a tank, and, you know, you, you would get a piece of gear and you'd have to reforge it just to use it. But I didn't like it. I wasn't, like, super into it. It was like, yeah, it's something I have to have for, you know, raiding, but it's not, like, I'm not tremendously fond of it. The second they took they took that functionality out, I was like, man, I'm mad. I spent all this gold on it. And, like, what are you going to replace it with? Oh, transmog vendor. I love you. I, <laughs> so I, I love you. So worth I'm going the money. To, yeah, now, uh, now I think it's the best thing you've ever done. I'm going to kiss you because you're handsome and smart. You've probably uh, yeah. put five million gold into that mount already. Most likely, if, I could, if, I, could sh- if I could shake that mount, and I could probably like a get enough gold. Bank. Like yeah. a big hairy oh, piggy bank. Look, I'm going to have to ask you to give me that gold back. <laughs> Come on, back. man. Give it back. So yeah, uh, it, this is a gold sink. It's great. I think it's a beautiful mount. I'm probably never going to get it, and I'm fine with it because it's just not an activity I feel like pursuing it's, in the game. Yeah, this is the like next step up of you know from the spider mount this expansion, which is two million gold and also clearly meant as a gold sink and nothing more. But it's it's cool. People, I I'm of the opinion that people should not be surprised at the price. Like this has been the hype mount since it was very we first all, discovered. Yeah. We all saw it and all immediately like, oh man, that thing's gonna be a mount and that yeah. thing's yeah. gonna be expensive. Um I mean we already have a two million gold mount in Legion. Uh, the spider, which I will probably never get. Um I have no I hate reason spiders to get but it I love anyway. terrifying people. So. I, I, I love I don't like spiders, but I really like the way that mount looks. I think it's really cool looking. Um, and the movement on it is really neat. However, do I have two million gold to drop on it? Nah, I'm gonna. I, I'll spend my yeah. gold on other mounts where I, because I can get, I could get that one spider, or I could get a ton of other rep mounts that are considerably less gold. Um, we should also talk about the uh, Coltir and Druid form that was. Okay. Uh, okay, I gotta say this. <laughs> Rossi's Rossi's Coulter and Druid senses were tingling last night. Jeez, no, I knew, were they ever? I knew that thing was gonna gonna get released the second that they, they were even hinting that there was gonna be a new beta patch. I knew it was gonna be out, and the second I saw it, I'm like, okay. I didn't even think I was gonna care about Alliance Druids this expansion. I was like, dinosaurs. Oh, I'm gonna be so happy with dinosaur druids. And it's like some evil genius over at Blizzard was like, oh yeah. Um, have you considered? weird twisted evil druid forms i know i hate them <laughs> yeah. i'm in the it's same like, boat it's like someone at blizzard was are... like here have a bunch of wicker punk and it's it's oh, i like that I've term by the way i think we just yeah. need to keep that term Rossi. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's great i mean they these things are creepy as heck they are just astonishing this one i seriously i'm calling it the death manatee because it's like, <laughs> it's like, how do you make a something that's basically rotund and seal-like scary? Well, here's how. Its spine is coming out of its back. Its flippers look like wood. It's got a skull head with giant tusks. This thing is like, it's it literally looks like it belongs on a tattoo of the lead singer of that death metal band that just showed up at your house. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> no, I, I don't I know. Guar just got here. No. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it seriously is like that. Like the cult here is druids. I am dying to get to see like what it's like to level one. I'm dying to get to see what like it, it takes like the Drusfar aesthetic and it dials it up to eleven. And the Drusfar aesthetic is already eleven. It's already like what, the, what, what is what again, is happening? Here? I think I've said this every show now for the past couple of weeks, but Drusfar is freaking amazing. It's it is my favorite zone in the beta, and I'm I'm a horde player like through and through, and I will be leveling specifically for that zone just because I love yeah. it so much. Dressfar is, is and it's the druid forms right now. They we are up to the point where I think we've got pretty much everything for them, right? We we, we maybe don't we have the a, We need we need the boomkin. Yeah, we don't have the boomkin. Uh I don't know what they're going to do for that. Like I would be I would not be surprised if instead of a boomkin what you get is some kind of nightmare tree. Well, okay, that, that's what I was going to say. Uh, in in Drustfar, there are those... Uh, the statues. They're, they're like... They're yeah, wicker men. They're giant they're, walking wicker men. It's like a exactly. mobile they're, tree thing. They're like the treants, but imagine like the wicker punk aesthetic on a night elf treant. Like, that's that's what the culture and the, the tree creatures look like. And I could see that being the moonkin form because... You know, it exists already in the games. Uh, unless Blizzard wants to surprise us completely and do something we totally don't expect. But... That might even be like if if they're if a Kulteris druid uses that glyph where they get the old tree form. Yeah, maybe they, that, that maybe could, they get yeah, that. It's too. not the old tree form. It's just something even more horrifying yeah. and wicker. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Seriously though, I mean, kudos to Blizzard on the on this form and on all the forms. Like, I don't want to sound like I don't like the Zandalar forms. I think they're great. I mean, they're creative and interesting and fun. But I was expecting those. I knew. I was not expecting to like the Colturn Druids at all. I, I no, no. Just... Who cares? Bunch of chunky human druids. I don't give a rat. What is that thing? Like seriously, when when the uh, the bear form was announced, the bear form is actually the least cool form, and it's still pretty cool. But it's you know okay, it's a weird kind of strange looking bear. Then the cat form comes out, and it's like, what is the deal with this thing? And every form they've they've shown, the travel forms have even been weirder. Like that death stag they turn into. It's like, oh my god, this is these guys are insane. These these guys have their own thing going on. It's just I think it's what it promises about Colteris druids that's really interesting to me. The idea that these guys are just they are not druids as you understand them. They like, are not are the not... happy, fluffy, tree loving people that we have come to know and expect since oh, I don't know, vanilla. Yeah, these what are the guys, guys who are completely yeah. What do you different? think of that, Melfurion? These are the guys no. Well, no, these are the guys who love trees because, you know, I love my trees so much that I'm going to kill you and stick you in their roots so they may be nourished on your flesh. Now I will be turning into a horrible death stag. Uh, it's just, man, I, I I don't know. This is just some cool. This expansion's got stuff I don't like, but, man, you're not going to get here anything negative about druid forms out of me. This this is the expansion where I'm seriously going to – one of my main alts is going to be a druid. It's going to happen. I just love uh, the thought of, like, some human, human druid, human culturan druid, just going, I'm going to cast a spell. And then, poof, they turn into horrifying bone creature thing. Like, how yeah. does that what happen? To- What's the Ryan? lore behind that? And that's the part that's fascinating to me is because everything in Drustvar, the story in Drustvar is really interesting. Like, you guys don't even know what you're in for. And, again, you know... I play Horde pretty primarily, like my main character is a Blood Elf, always has been, but I keep thinking that I might end up leveling Alliance first this time around. I did in Legion. I I leveled Alliance side first, and then I went over to Horde side and leveled that, because I have alts on both sides, um, and I have a bunch of 110s on both sides. I might end up 
leveling alliance first this time around, just because... Speaking of leveling, had War Mode come out during the show last week? Yes. Because, okay, because I, I, that's one of the reasons I've been leveling, too, is I'm actually experimenting with War Mode. Oh, are you checking it out? Oh, I am in love with War Mode, and I, I'm still trying to figure out how to, like, actually write up something about this and, like, get the wording right, but... I think everyone should at least level with War Mode on, if not have it on permanently for outdoor content. Um, and I know people are going to hate that and hate how strong it is, but it is it is wonderful. It, the XP bonus is great, but it, it's the PvP talents that have made a huge difference in everything. And it's it's to the point where it actually really throws me off when I enter a dungeon or a scenario, and that is maybe a problem in itself, but it's just it's great the xp boost is wonderful i've run into an alliance character like once my entire time leveling um you know because we have separate faction continents so like you're really not going to run into them at least the first little while of the expansion i don't expect uh the if the pvp talents the way they work they're different this time around you get you get honest uh obviously you're like gladiator medallion thing um but instead of like the whole talent rows uh, that you have in Legion, you have three just PvP talent slots. They're and like they're you, like you click uh, on one. They're they're kind of like glyph slots. Almost, yeah, it's weird. If you go to the talent pane, your talent pane looks just like the talent pane does now, where you've got all of the rows with the different talents that you can get. But there's a section on the side of it that has that says PvP talents, and it looks like an icon for like well like a necklace or something like that I don't yeah know. it has like little little what looks like gem slots or whatever and you click on those and you can click your pvp talents and it's it's not that like you it's have not three its different... own separate tab anymore is what i'm trying no, to it's, say it's kind of like like the character window like if you're looking at your character with the armor and stuff and you can toggle on the stats sheet to the right it's kind of like that but in the talent thing um and the the talents this is where it's kind of a lot different than it is now you have a good selection of the ones that have been available in Legion. Not all of them, but you can combine them in any way you want. Like, they're not exclusive, at least for now. They're not exclusive with one another. Um, so you have a selection of, just hypothetically, 10 talents. You can pick any one of those 10 for the first talent slot, any one of those 10 for the second, any one for the third. And that has made it just, I don't know. I'm I'm really torn on this because I, I love it and I think it's great, but I also it and someone mentioned in the chat it should be you should play it because it's fun, not because it's imbalanced. And for me, the second I got into like a scenario without the PvP PvP talents, I died so much faster just because PvP gives me way more survivability against mobs, and I, I'm a little worried that there's not a way to fix that because. You want to be uh, you want to be able to survive against players in a way that you're not able to survive against mobs. Um, I, I don't know. I love it because I don't hate PvP. I also haven't really encountered any PvP instances like players while leveling. I know it's the beta, and I know you know there's far fewer people, but um, I think everybody should give it a shot. To be honest, uh, the PvP talents are just plain fun, and they they make gameplay better, which again could be a problem, but I love it. I need to go back to the chat channel real quick because Qualen just pointed out, well, didn't just point out, pointed out a minute ago, when we were talking about the druid forms, they said, it's like the Cenarian Sickle, which I thought was very clever. <laughs> I, I, I missed something. I don't get it. The Cenarian Sickle. 
a sickle is a thing that you, you know like a scythe yeah it's, a, dru- it's yeah. a druid thing man it's a druid thing you wouldn't understand anyway um can we it's a three o'clock yeah oh. we didn't get to any emails which is okay because yeah, there was sorry. a lot to talk about but um if you guys don't mind taking an extra minute here because i want to talk about the um pet that was data mined yeah, we should actually talk about the pet. Yes. Mitch wrote a oh, about. that one. Okay, the beautiful, yeah. beautiful baby goat. And when I say beautiful, beautiful, I mean beautiful if you like goats with four horns and demonic red eyes. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. And really, who doesn't? I mean, come on. Yeah, the uh, the pet is called Ball. B-A-A-L. B-A-A-L. Yeah. Um, Alex would kill us if we don't point out. Ball and Diablo is actually pronounced Bale, yada, yada, Bale. yada. This is Ball. This is Ball, because it's a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Although, technically, yes. maybe it should have been a sheep. No, a goat. Goat works fine. Um, however, it the thing is, is like a lot of people are kind of equating it with um, Diablo, yeah? Yep. Well, because Ball was, and I haven't actually played Diablo 2, but I kind of looked into this a bunch when writing the post. Ball was, like, the main bad guy in Diablo 2, as far as I'm aware. No, um, he's, he's in the in the expansion Lord of Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was a bad guy in 2, like, the regular, but he was the focus of Lord of Destruction. Is that correct? Yeah, basic, basically, uh, Ball is one of the three prime evils. It's yeah. uh, Ball, Mephisto, and Diablo himself. Diablo is the main antagonist for most of Diablo 2, just like he was in Diablo 3. And then after you beat him, it turns out that you shouldn't have taken your eyes off Ball because Ball was heading to the World Stone that whole time and you kind of screwed up. And that's the whole plot of Lord of Destruction. Yeah, so because of the goat things, goat sheep things name, um, people are thinking it's tied to Diablo. And there are a number of possibilities. Uh, It could be, you know, a Diablo 2 remaster, which would make sense with the name it could be new diablo 3 content because we haven't gotten a ton of that i mean we got necromancer a little under a year ago but it's been four years since reaper of souls um which is hard to believe when you say it out loud and then there's uh obviously diablo 4 um and it, it people are saying oh there's four horns it's diablo 4 um then there's also like a blizzcon promotional item and pet store even not even tied to diablo there are a lot of options and the one i was leaning toward for a number of reasons that too complicated to break down in just a second but um i'm leaning towards the diablo 2 remaster diablo 4 and diablo 2 remaster are my top two but i think it's the diablo 2 remaster it would make sense because ball is a, if you're doing a diablo 2 remaster you're probably doing the whole game yeah, yeah and you're not much just do. much as if you do like a if you did a diablo 3 remaster not that they're gonna but if you were going to you'd probably be Malthiel would be the big deal because he's the main villain of the expansion this is the same thing yeah and they did when they remastered uh starcraft they did starcraft one and brood war expansion it, it wasn't just like separate reworks it was all packaged together people were also kind of speculating that this might mean that um bale might be arriving in heroes of the storm correct yeah that was one of the theories um and maybe like that would be cool, but they have never. Why would done you do a WoW pet of... for a new yeah. hero in Heroes of the Storm? They've never like, done that have, before. They have very rarely done cross promote cross promotional stuff anyway, uh, and usually it's for like a game release. Um, for a hero release, though, like they didn't even do that for Kelthazad, and that was like someone you know everyone was looking forward to. Um, 
So yeah, I don't think that's yeah. But I'm I'm just thinking we, we don't know either. I'm thinking that BlizzCon promo sounds likely because they try and put out something from every game and tie it into so, the other games. So like Warcraft usually gets some pets from other things or whatever. Yeah. At the same time, though, usually when you see pets and stuff like this, it's because it's additional content for like pre-ordering early. And this may not have anything to do with anything else at all, because as we've mentioned before, Drustvar is a very dark and scary place. And there's all sorts of crazy witchcraft stuff going on out there. And this little guy might just tie into all of that stuff because it wouldn't be out of place. I'm saying yeah. he and would not be out of place. You, you, it would not be out of place to find this little dude wandering around somewhere in the woods of Drustvar. They are that creepy. Yeah. As far as BlizzCon goes, too, the one th- the thing that I kind of pointed out was uh, every BlizzCon pet has been a murloc. Um, even the one time that there was this past BlizzCon when there was not an actual WoW pet, it was the the two Horde Alliance mounts. The pet that you got in Diablo was a Necromancer Murloc. So I really, really don't think they would break that streak. Like that seems like tradition at this point to have a Murloc pet from BlizzCon um, because it's it's the like a WoW in-game pet too. I, I'm really not thinking BlizzCon. Yeah. The only time they have done pets like these, um, it, it's historically actually been for collector's edition or like digital deluxe editions. Like that's, that's the one thing that Diablo four kind of has going in its favor that a remaster doesn't cause they did not do any kind of pets or things for, uh, the Starcraft remaster, but you know, maybe they changed their mind. Maybe Starcraft sold so well that they're like, Hey, we could do this with Diablo. Um, but it, we may not find out for a long time. We don't really know. Calorac in the chat channel says Drustvar Murloc when, and actually, that's what I would like to see as a BlizzCon pet is a Wicker Murloc. Oh, my God. Make it yes. happen, Blizzard. It'd be cool. Okay. Anyway. I can't even imagine how it would go. It'd do the... But there'd be like unnerving like clacking. Of... Unnerving yeah. clacking noises with it because its jaw is just like wooden and skull. It'd be gross. I'd love it. Draw your own dress farm Murloc and send it to us at... <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Hashtag Wickerlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with no K though, because you know, Wickerlock sounds like Wicker. We did not get to emails today, and I feel very sad about this. But we did have a lot of stuff that was released this week, you guys. So we kind of wanted to talk about all of that. We'll go ahead and hit up. We'll make sure to make time for emails next week, okay? Unless something super major is released. And who knows? But I Which, think this was like the last big, big, big build on the beta for a while. Actually, yeah. Uh, they said they're approaching the end of content editions. Yeah. yeah so I, I sort of assumed that meant that we might get one, like a bigger one than this, because this added stuff, but not like story stuff. But yeah. who knows? I don't know. But we'll um, see. I, I think as far as like models and this, that, the other, we've gotten. Uh, I imagine we're going to get the Boomkin, Drustvar Boomkin at some point here. Like, they're going to dig that up and find it. Yeah, most likely. But um, as far as, like, major, major stuff, we just had a build. I don't think they're going to do another build right next week, so... They'll probably do it Friday at, like, 8 p.m. or Sunday <sighs> at, like, 11 at night. You know, the, Let's just the cross usual. our fingers, and we will go ahead and shelve all of the emails that we had for this week, and we will move them to next week and make sure that they do get answered, because we do appreciate those. Um, 
but yeah, we should probably go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, Blizzard Watch, it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Again, if you have an email for the podcast, I feel kind of awkward talking about this right now, uh, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. We'll be here next week. <laughs>